Welcome to Explore to Evolve, the travel show to inspire you to make your life the best adventure. I'm your host, Vivian Dams, world traveler, digital nomad, best-selling author, and your coach to live life fully. I am so freaking excited for you to be here today. Thank you for sharing your time with us. This is episode number 12 of Karen Matamoros. She has an incredible story of how she, as a single mom, has been traveling with her two daughters. And I can't wait for her to share her story with you. And she'll blow your mind, I, I'm sure. So hello, Karen. Thank you so much for being here. Do you Hi. Like- <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> that was so sweet. <laughs> Karen, do you want to tell us a little bit about you and how you started traveling? Because most people think, you know, I hear it all the time, like, well, I have kids. I can't travel. I can't do anything till they're out of the house, till they're grown up. So how did you do that? Yeah, absolutely. And I had a million reasons why this life was never going to be possible. <laughs> I, I, I did wish it to be so, but I, I had no idea how to make it happen. And my solution was baby steps, right? So before I started traveling, I had a bakery. I was the owner of a bakery that I had for 10 years right before I sold it. And it required all of my time. It was bleeding me dry. It um, created an illness. Like I I almost died from all the exhaustion. It ended my marriage. Of course, it wasn't the only reason, but it was Mm. definitely a heavy weight on it. And our life was just, I, I was not living. I was surviving. And it got to the point that I realized this cannot keep going. I'm not going to survive this. This needs to end. And I had a craving to actually like start living. And one of the first steps I personally took before anything was I decided to start homeschooling my kids. I knew that with the schedule that the school system created for us, it was just practically impossible for me to have the freedom or flexibility to do anything aside from driving them to school, being with them, you know, doing homework, et cetera, et cetera. There just was no other time. And there's actually not even time for me to spend time with them and actually Mm -hmm. enjoy their youth, you know? So the first thing I did was I started homeschooling. When I started homeschooling, I realized that there was not enough time for that either. (laughs) The business was just too much. So I decided two years before I actually sold it, I decided this is it. I need to sell this. I need to move on. Now, this was so hard for me. Being an entrepreneur, I created this. This was like Mm -hmm. my third child in a way, you know? So I had a million reasons why selling it was giving up. That was one of the biggest hurdles I had to surpass because having created this and having had it for at this point, eight years, um, I was really attached to it. I had given it my all. And it was one of those things that I knew like the next step was going to be it. Like once, I accomplish this, then I'll be okay. One, once I get to this um, money bracket, I will be okay. Once, you know, and I kept making these excuses that all meant that I had to keep going with that business. It, and by that point, I was at six figures, you know, something that I had envisioned previously was going to be the point of my life where I could actually live and go on vacations and enjoy the world, et cetera, et cetera. And it wasn't happening. It was not happening because I wow. had created a job for myself and not, you know, anything suitable to my the lifestyle that I dreamed of. Yeah. So I decided to sell it. It took me two years to actually get there, but I did. I sold it. And then as soon as I sold it, 
me and my daughters just started traveling. And once I started traveling, it was like such a weight off my shoulders. I realized that I had, you know, like held on to this idea that selling the business was giving up for so long that, you know, it was holding me back. And once mm -hmm. I did it, I'm like, man, thank goodness I did this, you know. And finally got started on this journey. Wow. That is hard. inspiring. I know, especially when you built that business yourself and then you decide to let go of it. That is difficult. Yes, I, I, I loved it mm -hmm. so much and I still do. And I still have clients. It's been three years and mm -hmm. I still have clients call me and ask me if I could make a cake for them and things like that. But I, I can't. So <laughs> it's not in my heart anymore. That is amazing. So right. when you started traveling, um, where did you first go? Or how did you decide on where to go and how to make it? work so when I, I went to college in New York City and hated it like truly what? truly hated it like so what I decided to do I I'm like you know what when I was 17 because that's the age that I went New York City defeated me so that is the first place I am going to go to <laughs> and and you know wow and so when I decided that the universe provided and it was funny because I took a short little trip right like a month before I sold my business to New York City and on the plane I met a gentleman he was an older gentleman and he came in he sat next to me and he started complaining about the flight attendant and the seat mm -hmm. and his legs and this you know after complaining for a good 15 minutes he turns around to me and he's like hi I'm so-and-so and then that like it evolved into this three-hour conversation on our plane ride in which he basically told me everything about his life everything about his existence and wow. when we were about to land he's like so like where are you headed to and once I told him and I told him I was going to be taking the train he's he got super scared for me and he wanted to like help me and you know drive me now this is a stranger so I did not take his ride but like <laughs> It felt so kind that he wanted to take care of me. So we ended mm -hmm. up staying in touch. Three months later, he finds out that, that I want to go to New York City. And he had a place in New York City that was going to be empty. So he that was the beginning of this synchronicity or, you know, just like alignment to like what's right for you will come, mm -hmm. right? So um, so he offered me his place. It was available for, I think, a, a little bit over a month. So me and my daughters flew out there. We like use this place as a home base to like travel all throughout New England and it was an amazing experience and the reason that I decided after that to start homesitting you know it was um it, it felt so different than what I had experienced before first of all and it felt so different than being a tourist because we were like in a residential area surrounded by people that knew the area and like to recommend things that could be embraceive of us mm -hmm. being around so um to me that was so exciting and I enjoyed it so much more than I had before so um so yeah, it was like a triggering experience of alignment. That is amazing. Where did your journey lead you after spending a month in New York and actually starting to like it? So um, so one of the reasons I started traveling aside from actually living mm -hmm. was that when I started homeschooling, I realized that wherever you live, what you learn is based on that. You know, the people around you, their yeah. perspective you know, the way they were raised, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm -hmm. So I didn't want that for my kids. I felt like we needed wider view, you know, more. We needed to learn about different cultures, about different people, about how they perceive the world. And all this history that we were learning, well, 
how do they interpret history in different areas, right? Because I am a single mom and they do have a dad. Uh, their dad didn't want us to go out of the country. So we started um, with the U.S. and Canada. We have spent the past three years traveling throughout the U.S. and Canada. And we realized how much cul culture there is even within a country because every state, every area, it's a little bit different. So we have been choosing our travel experience space on education or you know areas that we want to know a little bit more about or people that we want to meet and as of March we were supposed to finally get to go out of the country their dad finally said yes and then COVID happened so <laughs> our next experience will be outside of the country but um we're waiting for the go. How do you think this experience has impacted and changed your daughter's life and how they see the world? Well first of all to me they're They grew up the first few months that we started traveling. They grew up so much. But wow. aside from that, um, the experiences of meeting people outside of their realm or mm -hmm. that hold conversations in different ways or, you know, culturally just express themselves differently. All that has um, kind of like opened them up to a new world. So now the way they express themselves is more considerate, more aware. They go a little bit deeper into things. They don't just take things for face value. And wow. when they're giving information, they don't, they also just don't accept it for what it is. They also are curious to look more deeply into it because now they know that it's not only when one group of people says, right? Everybody has a different perspective on the same exact subject. I feel like it's opened up their minds a little bit more. That is incredible and so impactful for their future as well. Absolutely. Uh, I think... Any child that has the opportunity to travel should definitely do so because mm -hmm. it just changes so much inside the person. You know, they say that if you know different languages, you have different perspectives or you can paint mm -hmm. your world differently. I feel travel kind of gives you that too. It helps you see the world differently. Oh, it absolutely does. You know, there's this Indian proverb that I just love. And it literally says, if you love your child, send a traveling. And I feel this is so good. And it is scary to, you know, like travel with your child. Sometimes you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. And you don't have all the like safety and security of like, well, we're just living in this one house and I know what we're going to do next. And I know tomorrow morning they're going to go to school and they're going to come back at this time. And you have to be open and like face all the challenges that come with it and actually embrace it and go through it to teach your child to like get them on the path of this is the world. Take what you want, learn what you can, and then, you know, find your own path. That's so powerful. Absolutely. You know, you brought up a very good point because I think through all this, that's one thing that they have also learned, ad adapting, right? Because when you're thrusted into a new city with new people, new lifestyles, and not know what to expect, you have to adapt. When things don't really work out the way you planned, again, you have to adapt. Mm -hmm. I remember one time we decided to go camping in North Carolina, which is not too cold weather, but I think it was like April or May, which is supposed to be spring and it's supposed to be a lot warmer. But for some reason, It was like 30 degrees and it was raining and like pouring rain. And, you know, like we didn't really have a backup plan. Here mm -hmm. we are 
we are camping. We have to do this. And so we ended up setting up the tent in the rain, all three of us together. Now, I'm not going to tell you it was a happy experience because it was not. <laughs> we were pretty miserable for a moment. But but they lived through it, right? And mm-hmm. and having experienced that made every other camping experience so much easier. And mm-hmm. you know, like now they knew like what they liked, what they didn't like, how to be prepared. You know, it was such a great educational moment. And I feel like every trial and tribulation that we experience on the road makes them grow a little bit more. So I totally agree with what you said. Absolutely. Wow. I I could totally see how that went down. <laughs> like, why are we here? It's raining. Can we just go? What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. But it was like all hands on deck because we need somewhere to sleep. So we need to set yeah. up this tent. So we we all had to like deal with it, <laughs> suck it up and get it done, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's so good because you learn so much. It's not just about the circumstances. You deal with the circumstances and you just do it anyways. Like you can't let outer circumstances that you can't influence hold you back from living your life and doing what you want. Not to mention that every bad moment has so many other good moments that, you know, make mm-hmm. it all worth it. Because the day after when the sun came out, you know, it was amazing. And we had such an amazing time. And mm-hmm. we could have given up at that moment when we saw that it was raining, you know, we could have, but you thanks didn't. to pushing through it, it became such an amazing experience. So. That is so good. Karen, did you ever have a negative house sitting experience? One, I had one. I, yeah, and we did three years and mm-hmm. I had, I've had it one. And wow. she was new to the app because I use trusted house sitters now. Mm-hmm. I do house sit for a lot of friends and family um, and people that meet me through social media, which <laughs> might not be safe. So I don't recommend it, but I do do that. Um, I always use a tr- trusted house sitters app. Mm-hmm. And she was new to the app, so I don't recommend anybody do that. She had not lied, but fibbed. She was a cat breeder, and she said that she was a cat courier, like she would take cats from one place to another. Mm-hmm. So, and um, I think the application says she had eight cats, and then when we showed up, there were thirteen cats. Wow, and- <laughs> that's a lot of cats. <laughs> yes, and and supposedly, and they were Persian, so they had long, fluffy hair. They had to be brushed, et cetera, et cetera. Now, oh, goodness. like when we had spoken during the interview, she had told me that there were three bedrooms that were for human usage and then all the other ones for the cats, which I was fine with. But when we got there, there was literally one to three cats in every single room, including bathrooms. Closets were the only ones that didn't have cats in them, but everything else was just had cats. So, oh my goodness. Of course, like once you're there, like you can't back out. Like, what was I going to do at that point? Right. So I always make the best out of it, but it was such an interesting experience because, you know, with the cats being in their bathroom, they, they would knock things over. And I'm like, I wonder if she knows that these cats are destroying her home. Right. So I try to like keep her home as neat as possible and I cleaned it. But she did not agree that I had done a good job. So that was my bad experience. It wasn't actually like the living of it. But then Mm -hmm. she was unsatisfied with my services with things that were out of my, that was not such a good experience. Oh, wow. (laughs) I've done one house set. Well, I've done two. But my first one, it was a pretty weird experience as well, to be honest. I came to Canada. I'm like, I'm going to try this thing out because everyone was talking about it. And I thought I had like an amazing place 
And I came to the house and there were two other people living in the house. I didn't really, you know, bother or mind because I'm like, cool, more people, you know, to like talk with. But apparently that's not allowed with like trusted house sitter rules and regulations. You can't have that. It was winter. It was over Christmas. They did not have the maintenance done on the chimney and on their pallet stove. And right over Christmas, when it was minus 25 degrees, that pallet stove broke down. Oh, no. And it was Christmas, so nobody was working. So two days later, I had to drive to the pallet stove guy and literally get him to come to the house, back him to do the maintenance. And he was he was pissed because he was like, I told her that this was going to happen. Oh, and she didn't worse. want to get the maintenance done. And now I have to work over Christmas. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. So that lady told me, like, listen, that guy is pretty dirty when he works. So make sure you clean up after. I cleaned up after. They had white carpet. And I did not hear the end of it. Also, I wasn't the only one living in this house right? There were two other people using that living room. And I'm like, this wasn't an intense experience. And, you know, there were other small things happening. Like, wow, this is such an intense learning experience here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I guess I got lucky for the first three years because, (laughs) uh, yeah, I can't imagine... We have house sad for rangers in the Grand Canyon. What? Um, wow. <laughs> we house sad in the Redwoods in California. Mm-hmm. And and then we did another one in Temecula, California. That was also very unique. I think the fourth unique one was in Ithaca. The whole house was green. It was self-sufficient. They had a farm and everything. Mm-hmm. So for those four, we haven't gone back just because they were so epic that it's kind of like you can't live epic twice, <laughs> you know? Don't but, ruin uh, the memory. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. I remember the one in the Grand Canyon the first morning we woke up because th- there was this thing. Um, I woke up and I sat on the couch and I heard this thing through the window that sounded like a horse. And I pulled mm-hmm. back the curtain and it was like this giant elk, like just looking at me through the window. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, it's totally shocking. Like it was wow. just sitting right there on the window. I don't know. It, it, you're not allowed to feed the animals there, but I don't know if she would feed them because it almost felt like he was like knocking on the door for something. So again, so freaking epic, right? And then the wow. one in the red woods, we were literally like their house almost looked like a tree house. It was surrounding one of those giant sequoias. It was amazing, like coming out to that. Now the sequoias are really soft wood. Mm-hmm. So the fibers are always floating in the air. So the allergies were insane. (laughs) So I don't recommend the redwoods to anybody that has allergies. But you know, so these are all things that, you know, we lived once and definitely like, you know, Mm -hmm. move on to the next experience. Wow. So when you go on a house, do you fly there? Or do you have a car to get there? Or how how do you get to these places? So within the United States, we've always taken the car, we just do a road trip. There have been houses that have given us their car like when we're in Ithaca for example again it the snow is major there so she would always recommend we use her car because it had like the snow tires and things like that mm-hmm. my car is from Florida so, <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have that Good kind luck. of weather here mm-hmm. <laughs> so so it, it, it's nice yeah it's nice when they leave us their car but I do take mine just in case if it's somewhere like out of the country or a little bit farther we'll fly there so for your trip that you've been like 
planning going to Europe, hopefully now in the close future. Are you planning on house sitting as well? Or what what is the plan? What is the idea? It it was definitely to house it. Um, I did notice though. So when we were planning it back last March, I did notice that it was more difficult to get a house sit when you weren't in the same continent or in the same country. Mm-hmm. So so we're definitely gonna play that one by ear. But our like we have a planned in March for Mexico using Airbnb for that because it's really affordable and you know you don't have to worry about the pet sitting. Although I have to say that I do love the pet sitting. I feel like it's part of the experience. Mm-hmm. It's still it'll be nice to take a break from them. Absolutely. After you sold your bakery, how did you start making money? How did you get into like building another business and like being able to support yourself on the road? Yeah, sure. So I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. So creating businesses is really ingrained in my DNA. Mm -hmm. And so when I knew that I wanted to sell the bakery, I started creating my online business because I didn't want to have a brick and mortar again. With Mm -hmm. brick and mortar, you have the overhead, which is such an issue, you know, and it's kind of like what makes it so enslaving the fact that you always have that overhead to pay, right? Yeah. So my, I knew the next business had to be an online business. And because I was holding my kids and it had become such a part of my existence, I decided to do an educational business. So I have alternative education business online. And that's kind of what keeps us going. Now, when I first started traveling, it was very new. So I would mm-hmm. supplement it by either offering to do things to the homes that we were, do, you know, we were visiting or doing little jobs here and there any extra, like, you know, helping people with online work or social media, anything like that. So those were the little things I did at the very beginning. Now, my online business is an online portal that features teachers and things like that. I had started teaching as well on my online business. So now I teach kids, entrepreneurs, skills, and I teach parents also how to embrace the whole homeschooling world schooling scenario considering that COVID has created this no choice homeschooling situation yeah that's kind of what we're doing now wow so you work with other people that also like travel and homeschool their kids is that like the majority of the people that like work with you where they have the kids are like here learn on your computer learn different things than what you learn in school because that's not really what we want to teach you or how did you come up with like you know curriculum and things to teach kids when I started homeschooling I was part of a co-op you know mm-hmm. parents I come together and I taught there and what they recommend is that you teach the things you know. And I knew entrepreneurship, I knew baking, I knew cake decorating, and I knew science. So those are the four subjects that I used to teach in person. Now, out of those subjects, entrepreneurship was the only one that I felt could easily translate onto an online situation. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of why we decided to do that. Aside from that, I feel like A lot of my teachings really involve uh, the whole idea of creating a lifestyle as opposed to creating a job for yourself, mainly because of what I experienced, like, you know, having Mm -hmm. to experience a a business that I created that kind of enslaved me and left no room for living. So now I, I, after three years of doing this another way, I realized that there's many more opportunities that we realize. So when I teach the kids, I teach the kids introspective practices to really like look within themselves to understand what kind of lifestyle they want to live, what 
sets their soul on fire, you know, the dreams that they see in their future, all that, right? So I teach them introspective practices to get to the core of all that and understand that. And then how to put it into practice, how to start learning the tools they'll need in the future to create these businesses. And I even like help them create little businesses now so they can start practicing and putting these things um, to the test and see if they even like it or not. I, I feel like with kids, like we totally embrace them playing soccer and being, you know, different musical instruments and things like that. And even though those are great learning experiences, they might not translate always to their future. In entrepreneurship, when they create businesses and things like that and um, products or services and have experience with that, not only are they enjoying the experience right now, but this is something that might translate to their future. And they're also learning how to make something happen with what's available to them right now which again is so important in our life, right? Because sometimes we're like, oh, I cannot live this way because of this reason. I cannot live out my dream because of that reason. Mm -hmm. So instead of getting them to grow up into that traditional setting in which they'll create reasons why not living their dreams, I teach them how to use what they have now to live their dreams now. And obviously mm -hmm. as they grow, the more dreams they have, the more tools they'll get. So that's how I ended up teaching this. I feel like it's so suitable to my lifestyle, so suitable to the way I live my life and in my, the intentionality of what I'm creating with my online portal and my classes. It kind of all goes together. That's kind of how I ended up doing this. I feel this is so needed because nowadays people learn so many things in school that you're like, you know, it's kind of outdated. You kind of don't really need that. Like you just learn it for the sake of learning it to get to, through school, but it's not actually helping you become a better person or really live life fully or how you desire to live your life. And that's so sad. Absolutely. And and I, I felt as a child, I felt that way. Mm -hmm. And then as an adult, having my kids learning these things before I pulled them out to homeschool them, I felt that way also. Mm -hmm. So I really had to like figure out, well, what do, what do I want my kids to learn? And when I couldn't find somebody to teach it, I had to become mm -hmm. it so they could learn it from me. There's also so much that goes into entrepreneurship that they might feel like there's no reason to learning. Like they, my, one of my daughters hated math and I'm like, but you need math. And she's like, I don't need math. What do I need math for? Yeah, but like when you're creating a business, there's so much math that goes into it. Mm -hmm. And she's an artist, you know, when you're creating art, there's a lot of math that goes into that as well. I take all the subjects that are boring and I implement them into this thing that makes sense in life because mm -hmm. it's just them actually living all the subjects, right? Karen, one question that I always love asking at the end is what does living life fully mean to you? <gasps> Such a good question. First of all, to me, it's separate from shoulds, from have tos, from what society tells us what we have to do, from all the things that we've been in, like that has been instilled in us that it's what life should look like, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, truly living meant letting go of all of that and being having time to sit with myself and learn who I am what I'm made of, what I like, what I enjoy, 
you know, and actually getting to do those things. So I would say freedom is living my life fully. So as I create my our next experience, I always take that into account. And having children, this is kind of important for me. We sit down and we hold regular meetings. <laughs> and obviously, it's not like a board meeting or anything like that. But um, we love coffee shops. So we do regular coffee shop meetings in which we sit and we think about how we're feeling if we're liking the experience how how would we change it you know um where we want to go next and all of these things because i as a mother now my freedom also lies in their freedom and their ability mm. to grow in whichever direction they want to grow um so living life fully for me means that you know embracing all of our needs and all of our emotions and all of our um dreams and yeah. make them happen you know that is incredible karen if people want to know more about you you know work with you if they're like oh my god my kids need to like have that homeschooling um world schooling we want to travel teach my kids how can they find out more about you where can they get all the information where can they follow you Absolutely. Uh, super easy if you know how to spell my name. <laughs> I know I have a difficult name, but KarenMatamoros.com is the easiest way to get in touch with me. I have all the social media outlets as well. But if you go to that website, you'll find the links to everything I have. So that's the easiest. Perfect. And it will also be linked down below. Thank you so much, Karen. This has been amazing. You're such an inspiration. And I love how you lead your life and, and your kids because it honestly makes such an impact. Thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. I am so grateful for you inviting me here. Thank you.